The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Deep Soul Dialogue with Nellie Loth. Discover the truth of who you really are. Hi, welcome. My name is Nellie and this is Deep Soul Dialogue. The byline is discover the truth of who you really are. I welcome you to the Superpower Network and to this channel, the superpowers of the soul. Discover the truth of who you really are. Underlying everything we're doing is an agreement. We all are in agreement that what we're trying to do on a spiritual path is to discover the true self, the self with a capital S. We're doing that because we want to have peace. We're doing this because we've learned, we've been on the path long enough to know It is an inside job. And I want to talk about one of the most important teachings, a characteristic, an element of the spiritual path and dear to my heart, very dear to me. It's the contemplation of grace. Grace. This is a really important contemplation, and I can only share with you my experience of grace through different traditions. Because yes, all traditions have this concept with different words of this state of grace, which may be defined as a divine or sacred blessing. We want to be in agreement that it's always available to everyone. And for me, grace is a shining light. It absolutely is a shining light that has been with me for many, many years. You don't really need to earn it. It's a merit, a blessing available to all of us always. But just as we speak about discovering the truth of who we really are as a process of removing the obstacles to the awareness of love, that's who you are. Discover the truth of who you really are. Remove the obstacles. This is true for grace. There's a type of receptivity I believe we need. I can't manufacture it, but I can certainly be open to it. I'll read to you a definition by a very great Sat Guru, Ramana Maharshi. He taught this about grace. He said, grace is always present. You imagine it is something somewhere high in the sky, far away, and has to descend. It is really inside you, in your heart. And the moment you affect subsidence or merger of the mind into its source, grace rushes forth sprouting as from a spring within you. That's what we're going to explore. It's really inside you, in your heart. 
In Ramana Maharshi says, you have to subside or merge the mind into its source. And when we do, grace rushes forth, sprouting as a spring within you. Even as I say it, the spring, it's as if I'm a desert. And the world can be very much like living in a desert. It can be so dry. And there are periods in our lives where we feel dry, empty, thirsting for grace. But when I bring the mind to subside in the heart, grace springs forth like a spring. I can't wait to dive into this deeper with you. And we're just going to take a short break. And this gives us a moment to be receptive, to take a breath, to literally position yourself in a physical posture where you mindfully open your chest because we're always speaking about opening the heart. The intellect can only take you so far. You have to go beyond intellect. The heart remembers, and to experience yourself in the heart is an experience. You must experience it. So let's pause, and I'll be right back so that we dive deeper into this contemplation of grace with the intention, perhaps, that each of us may experience even a moment of the state of grace. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Thank you all so much for coming back to this great contemplation, a deep soul dialogue of grace. It is always present. It's not outside of you in the sky. It's in your heart. And the moment you affect subsidence, you subside, the mind becomes quiet. It's as if you enter into the heart. Now, what would that look like? Imagine the most sacred place you've ever been. Maybe it's a great cathedral or a temple. Maybe it's even a place like a sweat lodge. I used to go to a lodge in Davidson, Maryland on 14 acres, and we would just get onto that land, especially at night, sitting by the fire. And the sky was the canopy. The sky was the ceiling, the roof, and stars. But as soon as I entered into this space that had been dedicated to praying, just like a cathedral, entering into that space, I begin to get quiet. Entering into the National Cathedral in Washington, I loved getting very quiet, going to the different chapels. It's as if I explored different aspects of my divinity. 
the great shrine room at Sechen Monastery in Bodhnath, Kathmandu. Walking in, there's something that happens. You become quiet. And I'm telling you, you can learn to do that in your heart. The heart is the greatest monastery. The outer monasteries, temples, and shrines are simply outer projections of an interior state, a space inside of us. And I think Ramana Maharshi is pointing to that. As soon as I walk into that space, when I go into this heart cave, and I merge this little ego mind with this greater self, God, divinity, Buddha nature, grace springs forth. I think that is one of the most important intentions or goals on the spiritual path. You want to find a state of grace. In all traditions, it does happen through a teacher, a lineage of teachers. His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, said you really should study your teacher for 10 years in order to make sure that this is a truly authentic, enlightened being. Now, the Dalai Lama also says that may not be possible. But it requires certainly a mindfulness on my part, who is my teacher, and is that teacher truly living in an honest way what he or she is teaching? Now, I have to tell you, I've I've had the grace of great teachers. I really have had great teachers. I include Jesus, the Tibetan Lama I took refuge with, Ramana Maharshi. I'm just blessed with so many. Some of them don't appear to be enlightened beings. They may be waiting on you at a coffee shop. Many, many, many teachers are very quiet, but they're not taking students. But the ones, the gurus, who take the students consciously, they have what the Buddha calls the capacity for empowerment. Splendor waves. They come through the lineage. Teacher to teacher to teacher to teacher. And each teacher was a student. Teacher to student, the student becomes the teacher, and so forth. Grace, to me, this flowing spring sanctifies. It does bless us. And I do believe it's available to us, as Ramana Maharshi says, all the time. But we need to cultivate an awareness or desire within us to seek it. I do want to encourage you to consider what is grace and how it works in your life. As I was sitting here before, I began to record the podcast. I was thinking of sunflowers and how they track the path of the sun. And what a perfect metaphor for your soul that you cultivate the capacity to track light through enlightened teachers, reading enlightened material trying to inspire in yourself a state of being light. 
because there's so much darkness. There is so much darkness that appears in the world. The state of grace helps you seek light from light, be light in light. This is sometimes called Guru Krepa. That's Sanskrit, Guru Krepa. It's a divine influence, and it is the grace of a guru, a teacher. And the teacher can transmit grace to you in three different ways. Certainly by a touch, Christ laying the hands on someone sick, begging to be healed. The guru using ostrich feathers to transmit grace. There is also a transmission of grace through the glance, simply making the contact with the eyes in a moment in which something flashes, something is given, something is received. But the greatest way to transmit grace from an enlightened teacher to another is in silence. As in be still and know that I am God. In silence. And that's hard for most of us. But we want to keep it simple. It's very profound and we want to be light enough so we stay open. If you try too hard to understand or comprehend, you're taking on too much. You become very tense. And remember, grace is a blessing from this enlightened mind or state to a very worthy being, you. But it's also available to all beings without exception. Grace, a blessing, a transmission of light that opens us to see everything differently. And I want to now move into a deeper part of this podcast. And that is to invoke in each of us a determination to see even the pandemic as the potential to bring grace to us. Let's just stop for a minute. Grace is a blessing. All beings deserve it. I experience it when I do bring my mind back into my heart. And then the grace brings forth. All teachers talk about this. There is the need for a teacher because so many of us are blocked. We're overwhelmed. And the pandemic has certainly been an overwhelming pressure and experience. And for many of you, it has caused a lot of suffering. And yet today we can all say, how can I use the pandemic? Can it teach me something? The most in-your-face potential teaching is this. We are all being affected together by the same influence. It is no longer possible to say what happens on the other side of the world does not affect me. It is not possible to say I am not a part of this human family or community. 
the pandemic has certainly made herself known as a teaching that tells us we are all one humanity, one communion. I will give you another quote by another great teacher that I met and that I met very briefly and heard him speak at an Episcopal church called St. Albans by the National Cathedral. And this is the 104th Archbishop of Canterbury, and his name is Rowan Williams. Rowan Williams wrote, how do we live in a way that shows an understanding that we genuinely live in a shared world, not one that simply belongs to us? Now, that's a statement of grace. How do we live in a way that shows an understanding that we genuinely live in a shared world, not one that simply belongs to us? It's a shared world. It doesn't belong to us. I believe that is the potential that the pandemic brings us, the potential awareness. I wrote this little pamphlet. You can get it through Amazon, my name, N-E-L-L-I-E-L-A-U-T-H, Amazon. It's called Pandemic of Grace. I wrote it in just a few days. It's just a small pamphlet with contemplations, but it encourages each of us to make a decision to subside in the heart and to bring to the pandemic blessings upon all other beings. When there's a great darkness, there's a great call for light. And there's a grace that's alive that says you have the capacity to see even in the midst of the darkest suffering, hope, and faith. Let me quote something I wrote at the very beginning, second or third page of this simple pamphlet. We are in a global community, one communion. This is what is being offered to you right now. Some will feel afraid and will become angry and continue to attack. Turn away from this reaction, for it will only bring you more fear through separation. If you believe you are a part of a global communion based on love and compassion, why not live as if you know it? You are taking a curriculum of reconciliation. You are learning to reconcile the false with the true. You have come to wake up. You believe in a communion of saints and of the global communion of all beings. It's time to live this truth in celebration. I call this pamphlet Pandemic of Grace. And so you might hear me saying, will you join me in using this as a way to seek grace even in such a challenging time. For when you take such a challenge and use it for good, that good becomes exponentially spread. It grows 
exponentially. I wrote this today as I was preparing for this podcast, sunflowers follow the light as we are called to turn toward this grace in order to receive it. And in order to receive it, we must be receptive. Give up the obstacle to the awareness of this blessing, and especially in the grace and in the face of great obstacles, open yourself like the sunflower. Follow only light. The pandemic of grace is saying in this pamphlet and in those words, pandemic of grace, that this can be a grace-filled time. But it's up to us, each of us, to choose to see it that way. In March of 2020, I began to offer to clients and students of mine conference calls. And we called them quarantine calls. Since March 2020, initially three times a week, now still continuing, and this is the end of 2021, week after week after week, call after call, we have been contemplating ways we can turn away from this sadness, the grief, the anger. Some of us have loved people that have died of this disease. There has been conflict in families, vaccinated versus unvaccinated, the politicization of disease, so much fighting. But week after week and call after call after call, we chose again to see the grace that this brings us, to see this challenge as an opportunity to awaken in each of us the call to love. Whatever and however you are experiencing this pandemic and all of the ramifications, whatever you're facing is brought to you in order to be healed. And the only thing you want to learn from any challenge is to love. Because that is your greatest capacity. Your mind at its best is loving, even when crushed by grief, anger, loss, separation. Yeah, I know it's not easy. Goodness gracious, it's worth it, though. Because the only choice I have is how am I going to react to this? Make it a pandemic of grace, for the track that this virus is taking around the globe, see it as a path of light and love. See it as the thread moving through each bead on a rosary, a mala, bringing us all together as one, for we are one. And to know that, that's grace. I have this other beautiful definition, probably from Wikipedia. Grace refers to the unmerited favor of God. It's freely bestowed on the devout seeker through the redemptive will of God for the purpose of saving the embodied soul. It's 
spontaneous. It's even independent of human effort or cooperation, which means it's just available to you. And again, it just takes a little willingness. I believe in my heart that I live very often in a state of grace in the sense that I become overwhelmed by a deep sense of contentment. It is an overwhelming sense of contentment and peace. It's not because of what I own, because I own very little. It's not related to income, for I have very little. It has to do with an ordinary human being finding an extraordinary state of mind available right where I am, and it's always been there. And it was through the constant seeking for that peace that passes understanding that I found myself here. And the incredible sense of humility I feel in using even my inadequate words to express this to you really moves me. It's as if there's a grace that is taking this voice and touching into your heart. It goes beyond our physical capacities. Even our mental understanding isn't going to help you. Let me go back to the very beginning. I want you to really hear it again. Grace is always present. You imagine it is something somewhere high in the sky, far away, and has to descend. It is really inside you, in your heart. And the moment you affect subsidence or merger of the mind into its source, grace rushes forth, sprouting as from a spring within you. I think grace is the path, but it's also the attainment. Grace is the GPS that is constantly pulling us inward, drawing us into our heart. Grace can transform the weight or the burden of anything you are carrying. If just for this moment, you imagine you can be still and know, this too shall pass. But what will remain is what is always with us. What will remain is always with us. As I come to close this wonderful podcast and this wonderful contemplation of grace, I hope you will consider looking at the pandemic and all the challenges of the world as an opportunity to not react to what you think and see and hear out there, but coming back to subside and merge in your heart 
then bring the love and grace you find that springs forth to the pandemic in which you greet every other being with such love. One family, one community, one teaching over and over again. I fold my hands here in Namaskar, grateful to the superpower network and to the superpowers of the soul channel. I hope you find peace. And if this pamphlet, Pandemic of Grace, offers you any upliftment for that, I'm so grateful. Until next time, namaste. Have a fantastic day and blessings always. Thank you. This is Nellie, Deep Soul Dialogue. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.